drinking beers, rolling dice, and talking shit. The Veteran Gamer Re-Enlisted. Episode 43. Your side chick in the fifth grade was your left hand. <laughs> What's up, veteran gamers? We are back with another edition of the show that drinks beer, rolls dice, and... Talk shit. Yes, lots of shit. <laughs> lots of shit. I'm, of course, your host, Andy, and I'm joined by my best friend, Ray. Yeah. Ray? <laughs> I forgot my fucking name, dude. I... <laughs> I'm trying to multitask. I'm not very well. I get it. He was he was focusing on his fucking Shire name. <laughs> yeah, I don't want nobody to know that. If you say that, then I disappear. <laughs> and of course, we you hear him in the background. We were joined by our other best friend, Bam Bam from the Flying Monkeys. What is up, you fucks? <laughs> that is an intro. If I ever heard one. Okay. So I think I think we're a pretty tame podcast compared to everybody else's, though. Very tame. Nah, have you listened? Some of these motherfuckers go for the the NPR feel. The you know, there's there's not. I don't know, man. Some of these put me to sleep. So, oh, for reals. Like I listen to other podcasts. I'm like maybe 40k like people like boring podcasts because some of these like guy doesn't say anything or not really yeah. interested. And I understand the PG 13 feel sometimes, but ah. I mean, come on, give me a boob joke or an ass joke. That's why I do. Yeah, I do. The, see, like you guys' podcast, you guys will have some long ass podcast. And I'll get almost all the way to the end without checking the time. Like, the only way I can tell where you guys are out in the podcast most instances is, like, how much Ray is slurring his fucking words. <laughs> like, that, that's how I kind of mark where you guys are at. And it's like, okay, they're about to wrap up. Ray can't talk anymore. That's why we stopped recording on Tuesday nights. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are on a Tuesday night. Yeah, today's a Tuesday. Yeah. I don't know if you know that, Andy. Yeah, I know. But I'm, I, I said, I told myself, we're going to keep this to be a tight show. It's going to be a tight show. Tight. There's nothing... There's no nothing tight other than vagina. That's the only tight that I do. <laughs> oh, you try some butt stuff on occasion, you know, but you know, other than that, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're if you're doing butt stuff, it just means the pussy's loose, and we, you know, we get you got to find another girl by then. <laughs> ah, that that statement makes me question your sexual prowess. <laughs> Use the big word. I'm just gonna laugh, pretend I knew what that meant, and to continue on. <laughs> yeah. hey, we'll, we'll have a box of crayons waiting for your marine ass when you get to Wichita. <laughs> nice. That's fine. I told you I like crayons. Green. I mean, Green was your flavor. Uh, it's it, yeah, sure. I like them all. <laughs> I like them all. So. We've got a really big show. We brought Bam on because, of course, uh, last week we had the um, interview with In Control, um, Jeff Robinson, um, and both Ray and Bam are TOs. So I wanted to kind of get them on and chit chat about, you know, um, some upcoming events that are coming on, some follow up to the London GT. Um, Bam, of course, was just at Midwest Conquest, conquesting at Midwest Midwest Conquest. And, uh, and of course, he's putting on the uh, goddamn noob. You're supposed to shut off your phone whenever you have a podcast going. I know I'm a bad, bad, <laughs> bad uh, podcaster. Fucking host. I'm a bad a host. host. You don't blame it on me. There we go. <laughs> there it is. It's all turned off. I think Bam's right. sending me dick pics right now. <laughs> That's why he knows it's my phone because he's sending me dick pics. <laughs> it took two to get the full thing in. <laughs> It's a fucking collage to fucking put it all together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because one part's over here and one part's over there. It's just all fucked up. He's got it's, some summer dicks. Some is here and some is there. 
Yeah, it's a landscape, dude. <laughs> it's a landscape. He puts his iPhone on landscape mode to get the whole thing in there. You get that one shake at the end, and you're just like, motherfucker, got to do it again. It's like the intro to Spaceballs with Spaceball 1. You know, the pan across the yes. whole thing. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Veteran Gamer, 40K Podcast. 40K Podcast. <laughs> So where are you going with this? Andy? Yeah. Okay. So of course we got we got Bam on the show. Uh, I'm trying to get through the intro, man. Um, uh, so part of the intro we got some podcast business to do. Um, we got a new patron. We got to catch up on some news. Brian Spallareno. I'm gonna fuck up his name every time. He joined the Big Dice Club. Um, you said it. Yeah. So he's been real active on the Facebook. Um, he's actually actually one of the guys who um, messages us on Twitter. He's on Twitter all the time, and now he's a part of the Big Dice Club. So big shout out to Brian Spallareno. Yeah, bag of dicks for you, fucker. Bag of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, we've got some reviews. I actually got two reviews. Um, first review, this is on Facebook, is from Chris Fuss. He's given a five-star review on Facebook. He says, I just recently discovered you fuckers. I'm glad I did. Listening to you couple of assholes made me feel like I was back in the service. Having heated, a heated army debate. See, he's in the army, so he knows what's up. Uh, yeah. Keep up the good work and tell those people that tell it. Tell those people that say your episodes are too long to eat a bag of dicks. Uh, you guys help me through my 12 hours day at work. Who says we have two? Our shows are too long. Well, Bam just said we our shows are too long. But no, 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 no. I said I said I can tell how long the show's going on based on Ray's speech. Oh, okay, 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 okay. There's a difference. Yeah, yeah. So if you think my show's too long, bag of dicks. <laughs> um, and the second review, bag of dicks for fucking everybody. Bag of dicks for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and our second review is from Vito. Vito's been yeah, everywhere. Fucking hashtag rip Vito. He's he's uh now hashtag resurrected Vito. What did his girlfriend dump him or something? The second coming. <laughs> no, he he just I I think he got one ball back. He got, she gave him a ball. <laughs> <laughs> you can have this ball back, and he says, "Oh great, I'm gonna go play Tau again." That's Not the left one, the right one. So that's why he's still playing Tau. <laughs> with, with his manhood, he went back to play Tau. Awesome. Well, yeah. welcome back, Vito. But he gave us five stars on Facebook. He says, other than Andy and Ray being totally gay for each other. That's true. Um, the podcast is really good. I listen. Even it's, only, it's only gay if you make eye contact. <laughs> it's only gay if it's in the morning. Um, yes. I listen. Even though every time my name is brought up, I hear a, a barrage of shit. Keep up the good work, guys. Well, you know, what else are we going to do? He's not around. All I do is play 40K, talk 40K, fuck and uh, be a dad recently. So that, I mean, it's going to come around, around over and over and over. Yeah, all yeah. I do. Yeah, we just talk shit. And Bam hangs around, smokes cigars, and is a granddad. So, uh, yep. <laughs> that's, that's it lately. That's it. God damn. <laughs> he puts rolled up brown things in his mouth on a daily basis. That's true. Uh, I, I was sharing my rolled up brown thing with Bam the other night. It was pretty cool. <laughs> Dude, that, uh, that's funny you picked that out, man. That's one of my guilty pleasures. I will never tell anybody at my fucking humidor I smoke those. Really? Uh, but I love them. Yeah, like that. It's frowned upon in the in the aficionado crowd around here. So, the the I, flavored I cigars. Know the fuck I'm, right. It's uh, I barely know what the fuck I'm doing anyway, so I can't lose that much cred in there. Yeah, you got to have the good street cred in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. Finally, no voicemails this week. Um, I think Bam scared them all away. Take our clinger. <laughs> clinger got jealous. How <laughs> was that what it was? Where so, where where where'd our Texas homie go? I think I called him a stage line clinger and I scared him. 
Ah, I mean, but what happened to uh, getting El Francisco liquored up and letting him? You know, I could, I could probably play some more voicemails he left me where he was just drunk as fuck off his balls. Um, <laughs> but I'll do that next week, next time we record, because Ray likes to hear those live and then respond because it's hysterical. But that last one Francisco sent us was just crazy. Just like straight up Francisco. What's up, veteran gamers? Andy here. I'm here with my best buddy, Ray. Hey, what's up? Hey, and we're here to talk to you about Gamers Arsenal. Ray, tell me about, a little bit about Gamers Arsenal. Gamers Arsenal, a place to, you know, go and play competitively. You can go, you can find me there. Get some good hardcore uh, competitive games in there. Get that practice. Uh, get your AOS stuff. Get your uh, X-Wing stuff there, too. You got the good uh, X-Wing community. So our good buddy Alex, of course, opened up Gamers Arsenal for a place for gamers to be, you know, in our local community. Maybe there wasn't always space for tabletop gamers. So there wasn't always space for X-Wing gamers. But now there's space for everybody. We got space. Alex opened up space for if you can play Magic, you can play Magic. There. You want to play Pokemon, you can play Pokemon. You want to play X-Wing, you want to play 40K, you want to play competitive, you want to play friendly. There's space for everyone in Gamers Arsenal. No, if you're playing friendly, don't, don't, don't talk to me. <laughs> Just go find someone else. Go, go find, find, go find Alex. Yeah, go find Alex. You can find Gamers Arsenal online on their Facebook page at the Gamers Arsenal. Yeah, I, I moderate that. So, uh, good luck. <laughs> good luck with that. Good luck with that. <laughs> with that. Uh, we'll hope to see you guys all at Gamers Arsenal. Until then, ladies, bag of dicks. All right. Well, there was some news in in the uh, in the 40k universe. Um, London GT happened. Um, some cheating occurred, um, and uh, I and wanted we'll to call it that fucking cheating because that's what it fucking was. Yes, <laughs> thank the baby fucking Thor, man. Jesus Christ! I've listened to like three podcasts, and it was all. It was so politically fucking correct, and everybody dancing around the issue. It's like, god damn, just call it what it is, man. It's uh, yeah. that's why that's why motherfuckers aren't scared to cheat. They know they cheat. Someone's gonna pussyfoot around and dance about it, and they're gonna go to the next tournament and do the same thing, and no one's gonna call them on their bullshit. Because this fucking libtard fucking world we live in, a bunch of Andes are walking around and shit. Want to fucking give everybody trophies and hugs? Well, trophies the motherfucker and hand jobs. Yeah, that's what I want to do, and give everyone trophies and hand jumps. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, uh, Jeff kind of touched on it you know in in our interview and then also on a uh frontline one the other one pd pops one he was talking about it too and i mean he basically called him cheater but you know politically correct as bam said but he was cheating i mean there's things in there you don't pick up a dice and put it down like you don't move a cup around randomly multiple times and then oh you just happen to hit the tank like there what there was a couple things that you could see like the card shit Okay, I, I've done that. I mean, I don't even play with cards. Like, Yeah, but you don't move a fucking wound marker on accident. Yeah, but you don't wound, wound markers. And then, I mean, I guess there was more stuff going on. Like he was saying, like he was rolling dice and picking up extra dice. Like that wasn't shown that I didn't see. But like, that's that's blatantly cheating. And if it's done multiple times, it's it's, it's cheating. And if like, well, I think I, I said it on a comment somewhere. Like, if you have the balls to do it when you know you're being recorded, like you're an habitual cheater. That's just, just you're normal game yeah and that's that's the thing though man is is obviously I, I, you know what i heard because the guy's been on a couple shows his opponents since then you know i think one of them being yours you know he said that the other players locally were going up and giving you know hey this guy plays loose this guy does that 
you know, you don't get a reputation by that uh, of that by having like that one off game or making that mistake. You know, we've all played that game where we fuck something up, forget it, you know, can't find it, read it wrong, understood it wrong. And, you know, you don't develop that kind of a reputation unless you're consistently that fucking guy. It's that's just not something that happens. It's and you don't get to the top table at a major invitational at a major tournament fucking up rules like habitually like that's right that's not something that happens i mean that means you're intentionally reading the rules wrong or intentionally gonna get one over but the whole i think um uh, jeff was saying is that there's like this mentality in europe and i don't want to disparage any of my european fans and you know you know, call us out on this if we're wrong but there's this idea and he was saying that it's part of the culture where you try to cheat and if you get caught then oh well like your opponent was good but you're, that, that's the way they play over there is you're supposed to try to get one over on your opponent, which for me seems like that's a big issue. That's a big problem. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. I, one of our guys, uh, Andy, plays pretty high it, or not. Andy, I'm looking at Andy's ugly ass fucking face on my computer screen. Uh, Alex. Uh, OK, maybe <laughs> maybe best, some of an- best answer. OK, <laughs> my mom said I'm gorgeous, so it's OK. I'm sure she said you're the best kisser of the lot, too. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> You know, I don't my thing is like you, you I want to play this game with a certain amount of integrity, with a certain amount of honor. You know, because if I have to do that to win, I, I don't feel like I, I, I won. You know, you, you didn't win by the rules. You won by, you know, skirting going outside. And uh I just don't I don't think that's an honorable way to play. I you know, I don't I don't think it's an use. I just can't see how guys are comfortable doing that or walking away from a big tournament with a win, knowing they cheated, you know, three or four opponents on some bullshit. I just, it doesn't make any sense to me in the way I'm put together, I guess. You know, every time I've played and if I've ever thought like I've misread a rule, I I try to go back and look, did I get that right? I mean, um, I would hate to feel as if I won by getting someone, something over on someone not winning the right way. I don't know. Maybe, maybe our parents raised us right. I don't know. Maybe it was the military thing. Where, you know, we just know there's the right way to do something, the wrong way to do something. But I think my next question is, does, and I asked this of Jeff, does the competitive environment bring out or attract a certain level of asshole? Yes. No, it's, it's the perceived, <laughs> it's the perceived asshole. God damn it. Ray comes because to the defense. Per- no. The, the fucking people that say such and such is an asshole. Cause people say I'm a fucking asshole. No, I just like fucking rules. And it's kind of, hey, we, we like, heard about like your sex habits all. earlier. You can't perceive the asshole. Well, okay. <laughs> well, okay. I have no fucking response to that. <laughs> okay, continue. But I'm saying, like, people are like, "Oh, that player's an asshole because he doesn't let you go back on rules, or you you're outside of measuring correctly, and he doesn't let you like move models." Like, yeah, th- those are the fucking rules, right? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, people want to play competitive, but then they don't. Like, if we're I not think- going to play by the rules, then why play in a tournament? Right. I agree with you, but I think we're talking about two separate things, though. I, you know, that I think some people would call that guy an asshole for not letting him do something. But also there's the there's the dishonest asshole, which uh, I I think there's two different things. Someone, you know, if if I lost a game because I fucked up a rule and someone didn't let me go back on it, I'd probably be irritated as fuck. But I I, I was in the wrong. I mean, he wasn't in the wrong, you know, and that's how I looked at like the big uh, ITC thing. You know, the Tony Grappondo, sh- Tony get Tony. Thing. Right. Sure. You know, sure that it wasn't, you know, some people would call it a dick move or say it wasn't the most sportsmanlike thing to do. But, 
you know, he, he didn't break any rules. He didn't fucking cheat. You know, he didn't pick up dice, change wound counters, uh, you know, try and try and get over on something by pushing a cup. You know, he actually what he did was in the fucking rule book. You know, what he did was right. And, you know, some people will look at that and say it's not friendly, say it's dick like whatever. But I'd rather play the guy that did that to me than the guy that fucking cheats. Just to touch on the whole Tony thing, because we'll probably get one more other one star rating from some guy. <laughs> but uh, maybe Sue, like, like, say if 40K, what we play is a video game, right? And take Tony's game. If uh, Alex, that that Alex would have went to the whatever part of the game where he would have put down that model, the computer would not allow him to go back at all. Right. I right? agree. And, and it's just because we're talking and people play so loosely sometimes. Like it like I like I said on there, I played him earlier and he it was a loose game. But like there's a point where it has to be cut off. If we like we, we're gonna go into it later, Andy has a question about, you know, going to like being like the video games and shit. But if we're gonna get to that point, there needs to be rules, it needs to be set guidelines, and there and there needs to be infractions, and then there's also that's what determines a good player from a bad player. Like somebody that doesn't make mistakes or makes far less mistakes in a game is gonna win. It, it's just the nature of competing in anything, I believe. So I mean we've we as we've determined that yes, he was cheating, and we're to flat out say he was cheating, and that he was full of shit for cheating. <laughs> um, and it's and it's worse than being an asshole, Jeff. We got you back. Here. He cheated you. It's cool. He tried to cheat, and you still you still kicked his ass. So you know it's all good, America. Um, America, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we invaded their shores. We took all their toys. That's what I'm talking about. They tried to cheat us. Now we one, still win. Now we're now we're infiltrating the royal family. Yeah, <laughs> we got our American seed in the royal family now. That's right. <laughs> yep. Next thing it's, you know, uh, it's it's all coming down to this. The whole royal family is going to be like 800 pounds in about a month, all eating cheeseburgers, just drinking light beer. It's going to be fantastic. (laughs) Light light beer. I don't know about that. (laughs) I'll drink that shit no more. Yeah. Get that piss water out of here. Get that piss water out of here. Um, But I I think, you know, we're having all these controversies because um, we're we're getting these games streamed. Um, They're being streamed online. So every you know, um, armchair 40 K commander can sit there and review what's happening on the stream and say, Oh, that was a rules wrong. And that was wrong. And, um, if, I mean, you guys are TOs. Um, if you were having a game stream in a BAM, I don't know if you're planning on having a, your games, some games streamed at, at the flying monkey con, but we are you, the, the top table, uh, Jason Horn from iron halo is going to come up and stream our tables. So, okay. So well, you're just going to see me playing yeah. all around. <laughs> I'll make sure he gets you like a milk crate to stand on so everybody else can see you too. Well, they don't need to see me. They'll, if I don't have a crate, you'll be able to see me. You'll, they'll think I'm one of the models. Okay, cool. So, you know what's funny is you see everyone else when you watch these streams, you just see like people's like their waist and maybe like top of their shirt. You'll see raise right. the whole of his head. Like, the whole top be of like, his head. They'll be like, man, that, that new that new Imperial Knight cusses a lot. Yeah. Heresy. <laughs> 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 but you know if you're if you're streaming a game should there be like a dedicated to for that table there should be a dedicated judge i believe if you're you because know, i mean like i said there's no computer watching a game it should, should be a to there constantly watching well we, i mean you know, we've we've talked about other sports you know other sports you know each game has a dedicated referee you know i know that's a lot to do at a big ass fucking gt but i think when it comes down to the this is for all the money 
you know, it wouldn't hurt to have a judge or have a TO there, you know, making sure that shit's done right. And just, uh, it might actually discourage some shitty play if there's a third set of eyes there watching everything too. Well, I just think if you're going to lay your dick out in the wind for everyone to see, you know, like putting it out on a stream for the whole internet and, you know, the internet is a, a bastion of, um, you know, uh, really great talk and, um, of, of keyboard warriors. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> yeah. if, if you're going to put your shit out there, you know, maybe it would make sense to have a dedicated TO for that streamed game just to make sure that, you know, this is the event and you're showcasing it online so everyone can look at it. Maybe this one should run pretty well. I don't know. It's, I think it's kind of like a double edged sword. Like you have the TO there to make sure the game goes, you know, ex- you know, stays on time, rules are, there's no stupid rules going on. But then also it helps your event look good as well, too. Cause if you have a TO there and they're catching all this stuff, the stream will be good. It's not just going to be this fucking ranted rant of like, oh, somebody picked up dice, somebody's cheating, and all this shit, and then nobody's watching the game. And then, then basically, your stream comes to this was a shitty fucking stream or con because they were playing the game wrong or there's cheaters and all that shit. So I think it's a double, uh, double-edged sword. Now, let me ask you this: Do you guys really think that this gets outside of our community? I mean, do you really think it's, you know, we talk about armchair quarterbacks, guys sitting around bitching and complaining and, and saying stuff. You know, I talk to people outside of Warhammer about Warhammer, and I can see their eyes fucking gloss over, <laughs> you know. And you know, we really think the casual out there is tracking it on the level or the scale that we are in most instances. Well, I think that goes to anything. I mean, um, you could talk to people on the street, and, and, and I think everyone knows what the NFL is. But there, you could probably pass five people on the street, and they wouldn't know who plays for the local team, you know? And if you were a nerd for that and you started talking about it, people's eyes would glaze over. I mean, we're talking a much smaller scale. We're not talking billions of dollars and millions of eyeballs, but still what people are into, what people are into. And I think what I talked about Jeff, when we talked about the tournament was, look, if you're going to put on this as a consumer, if you're going to be into something, you're going to be really into it. But I think the fans who, who actually show up to watch it, like, I, I, I understand like sometimes they're not, you know, the greatest human beings in the world. They're looking for like the shitty thing to happen. But I mean, they're the ones who are going to speak the loudest. So it won't get outside of our community, but our community is, it is what it is. It's our community. Our our community is definitely, you know, a small community by no stretch of the imagination. But I mean, how did fucking Alex Fenno get all that money? Right. That wasn't from a fucking 40 K person. That was from a fucking legal legend person. That just so happened to be on Twitch and then started watching it because he knew about it. Like he, that, hey, it. you make he's a forty k player too. Well, yeah, but he he's not like, like he's not in the community because I mean, where else have you heard that this guy's plays? Like it only came out that he played this because of this because he decided to do this. Oh yeah, like, there's still there's still people that watch it in passing, but I mean that's that's what's what's so bad about streaming sometimes because these people in passing. They sit down and watch fucking 15 minutes, I don't know, maybe half an hour, and they see what goes on, and, they, and it turns them off. And then those people are never going to come to the game at all. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that's a valid point. Yeah. Because, I, mean, I mean, like, the L- LVO got put up on the front page of t- uh, Twitch. And, I mean, there's there's going to be people to just click on it because there's a lot of losers in the, in the world that, that they just sit at home in their basements and they switch through <laughs> Twitch watching other people experience life. So yeah, the name's like right. Duncan. Ah, oh, that dude. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> Duncan, mad. They just click on whatever. 
Yeah. So. Was it was it a uh, hard or different for you for everybody to be here on time? No, it's, it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. I called Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's like, "Hey, man, five minutes behind. We still kicked off on time." So it's a bunch of fucking military fucks that know if you if you're not early, you're late. So yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. It's out sometimes. But uh, I love that dude to death, man. But I want to <laughs> strangle that little motherfucker at the same time. So. <laughs> You say little motherfucker, and I just see a fat, bald-headed guy every time I see a picture, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Dude, that, that kid's in his 20s, man. He's like my, he's like one year older than my daughter. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yep. He looks like he's 35. Uh, he's nah, He's like 23. My daughter's 22. Yeah, he's somewhere around there. He just got out of school. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. kids, man. But how do we find these kids, man? How do, we, how, do, how do we find these little kids we end up hanging out with? Yeah, he... Uh, Dude, he's well, kind of you know he's got a cool story. Play, uh, he, army dolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he got into it because someone at the school, uh, one of the uh, people at the school school ran like an after school Warhammer thing, and uh, he ended up showing up for that. And uh, just since he's been kid, he's been around and been playing games, so he's got you know a decade of Warhammer at twenty three. So it's kind of neat how he got into it, and that's you know he just and he was around the local scene playing games and. Yeah, just talking shit, and I kind of halfway thought he was all right. So that's where we're at now. So <laughs> you just get let's get back on track, I guess. Um, does, oh, that's never going to happen. It's but never okay. going to happen. Yeah, but do you yeah. think that? I mean, and I'm asking these in the you know, like I'm asking you guys. You guys are both tournament organizers. You guys have you know run the stuff. Do you think this kind of thing would discourage streaming in the future? I don't know. I think right now, honestly, it's not what it's going to be. You know, all of this is still new. You know, if you think about playing Warhammer 10 years ago versus playing Warhammer now, you know, streaming wasn't a thing. You know, games being up on YouTube wasn't a thing. Uh, There's also six uh, armies back in 10 years ago. You know, Right. Yeah. You know, tables, tables at tournaments being broadcast wasn't a thing. You know, this is all still pretty new ground. And and like anything, tournaments weren't really a big thing either. I mean, it, and I don't, I don't know. If, and I don't know if this is a bad comparison to make or not, but, you know, look at how we bought music 10 years ago towards how we buy music now. You know, we were all on fucking Napster and BearShare and BitTorrents and shit. And you say uh, buy music? Buying music, not downloading porn, you little motherfucker. We <laughs> <So. laughs> did the same way we did, la- we did that 10 years ago. It hasn't changed, yeah. Ah, shit. I buy music. I guess I'm the fool out of this, but <laughs> I... Uh, but you know, it's. I just think it's different. The internet's changed. The way things happen online change, and I think we're still finding our way. Like it hasn't settled in. Like what we have now for streaming at events, what we have now that's going on at top tables. I don't think that's where we're going to be five years from now. I think it's gonna. We're gonna have some growing pains. I think we're gonna have some shitty stuff happen until people finally had enough. You know, and then we kind of get to be standardized and everybody figures out the way to do it right. That's yeah, just. It, uh, I think that's what's going to take is the accountability like what's happened because of this one guy cheated on stream and he's banned now will it be upholds i don't know but if there starts accountability for what the fuck you do and it gets starts getting streamed i mean i i do think streaming still needs a long way to come because i play 40k and i love this game but right. watching a stream sometimes is incredibly boring it is sometimes, it, sometimes. It is. like like if I know what's going on towards a top table, like LBO does a good one because you know it's not so noisy. But some streams, like it's noisy as fuck. You don't know what the fuck's going on, and you're just looking straight down at a map. Like we still have a long ways to come for sure, but it's going to take a lot more 
know how to do all that shit. It's like basically producting a, a show, like a real show. You know, I could say someone who's tried to videotape, you know, games and I videotaped a co- You watched me edit one down before. It's exceptionally difficult to capture the action on a six by four table uh, with a video camera statically placed above it. Unless you hire a production crew and you've got right. four to six <laughs> cameras laid out in strategic locations and a guy walking around with a with a walk around camera, there is almost no way you can truly um, capture, you know, um, a game on video. I know many wargaming, I, they do a pretty good job and they try and they have like the cameras moving around, but still it's, it, 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 it requires more effort Halo? than it's worth at this point to really make have it happen. Have you seen any of the Iron Halo streams? No, I didn't. Uh, so if you, if you look at some of the Iron Halo TV stuff, that's Jason Horn. He runs the, uh, Iron Halo, of course, but he's a bad he fucking, user. Heard him on your show a couple of times. Yeah. He, uh, we, we do commentary. Like we've done games where, you know, one of us will get up and run the walk around cam and one of us will sit, you know, and watch the cameras, watch what's being said on the Twitch stream. And uh, I think that makes it more exciting. If you have a couple guys there that know the game, know what to fucking say that's going on in the game, you know, report back. Someone's using that, a cam to walk around. Someone's talking about what's actually happening in the tor- turns, you know, and he'll run statistics. He runs math during the game and he talks about, you know, this this happened. So the percentage of this happened. And, and it's actually interesting shit, you know, instead of like you said, just looking at a fucking map. You know, with two goddamn neckbeards pushing around shit, you know, nobody knowing what the fuck's going on. You know, I, I think that there's a way that we could stream games, you know, that w- would draw people in and make it more interesting to others. But, you know, you to, know short- to get all that out of there, though, Bam, I mean, two guys who A, are, can, can talk, you know, to one another um, is, is a lot in, you know, our sport, so to say. Um, right. <laughs> to get people who are knowledgeable about it and can talk like a human being, that's tough to get. And then secondly, is we got all these nerds around who are spending all their money on models and, and I'm not talking about supermodels, I'm talking about like plastic toy soldiers and dice and, you know, terrain. They're not going to have any extra money left over for cameras and video equipment and sound equipment. So to get that to, you know, a whole bunch of GTs, that's going to be it. That's a heavy lift. It is. It really is. But, you asked how to make it interesting to others, and that was my answer. So, yeah, the commentary is definitely needed. Like it's, <laughs> it's like the video games. They have their shoutcasters, and the shout like the shoutcasters are the ones that really make the game inter- interesting. When there's like lulls in the game, and they start talking about other stuff, and like they they basically inter- entertain the crowd. And from what like I haven't I haven't watched those. I'm, I'm check them out because that sounds very interesting. But like that's that's what it needs. Now there needs to be more camera angles. But then I know that goes to what you said, Andy. It needs a production team, and right. I mean, that's a whole other expense of a uh, a GT or a major that is already not making any money, if anything. Right? I mean, bam, you you do a GT, so or right. you do a major, you do a major. But here's here's the thing now. about that. Here's yeah, here it is. We're a we're three away from being a major for uh, Age of Sigmar too. So we might actually have a double major at the end of this thing. So, but what uh what Jason does is he travels around. Like Jason goes, you know, the Midwest circuits a little bit. I don't know what you guys have out there, but every state probably has like a major tournament. We have we have the circuit. Everybody kind of schedules them out different months from each other, so everybody can hit each other's shit. So what Jason does is he'll travel to these other tournaments like March Madness. He was supposed to be at Midwest Conquest, but something happened, and uh, all he does is set up a stream. Like, he doesn't go there to play. He doesn't go there to get games in. Like, he goes there to set up and stream 
and just like that's a, another hobby he has. So I think if more guys showed up like that, that they like 40k, you know, they don't necessarily want to spend the two days playing, but they like the you know the tech side of shit, getting the game out there. You know, that might be one of the answers is having guys are just dedicated to that sort of a task. And if they're willing to travel around and go hit places, you know, there might be something to that. It's just, uh, you know, I, that's not me. I don't think I could do that consistently because I like to play too much. So <laughs> you like to play a lot. Like the fuck you like to play with play with yourself and play 40K. Got it. Listen, don't tell me you didn't have fuck bags back in the Marine Corps. So <laughs> there was all types of things going on in the Marine Corps. <laughs> But this is a 40k podcast. 40k podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but I do like to play with myself. Just, just, just well, for the record. Well, so. who doesn't? Well, well this Ray is was a 40k like podcast. I mean, so come on. It's, who doesn't? <laughs> Jesus, Ray. Jesus. So you know, we saw saw the aftermath, and I, ta- I asked Jeff about this on the the interview I did with him, and I was like, you know, did you think it was a smokescreen? You know, and he said, you know, maybe the way they handled it wasn't the best, and it led to the idea that it was a smokescreen. But you know, people have you know complained about the way they handled. First, they did the banning, and then they did okay. Now we're talking about how shitty our tournament was. I mean, I guess we're sort of you know armchair quarterbacking at this point, and you know, with the hindsight being twenty twenty. But you know, if this was hey. your tournament. Nobody's talking about that shit styrofoam anymore, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, talk about terrain. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, no one's talking about terrain, but, you know. The memes that came out of it were fucking some top-notch memes, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it got me laughing at work. It shows funny. But, I mean, how would, yeah. you, what, how would you have handled this? Like, if, you know, all this shit goes down. If, if that would have went down, here's my thing. I think uh, with a lot of shit, the, the sooner you own up, something the better. You know, if if the takeaway from the re- weekend was I went and got on my fucking Facebook after running that tournament and I saw 5000 memes about my terrain, my tables, you know, my whatever, you know, you need to put together some kind of a press release and, and own up to that shit. You know, don't make excuses. Don't fucking whine, cry, you know, blame everything else. And it almost felt to me like, you know, it, it, with the check in process was fucked up. The 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 train was fucked up. You know, the T-shirts were fucked up. You know, people flew across a, a goddamn ocean to go to this thing, you know, and, and they probably had better terrain at their RTT. Uh, you know, Jesus. what is going on over there? What G- the fuck are you doing? What's happening? It was loud. Whatever you did, man. Whatever you did was loud. Oh, my, my pink Kick- box. So continue. Okay, so, but my thing is like the the sooner they would have owned up to that, like if they would have just came out and immediately put a press release out or a letter or a Facebook post and said, you know, we understand there were complaints on 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 these issues, uh, we're taking them into consideration and we're looking to improve for next year. You know, we apologize for anybody who was disappointed in it. Uh, feel free to send us feedback or with this whatever, and we'll work at fixing the issue for the next time we run the event. Like, I think 80% of the fucking, like, you talk about libtards out there, the the soft, handy, fucking participation trophy types, you know, that'd be great enough for them. You know, they, they'd be just fine going back next year for the misery some more. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that's that's the way you fix that issue. But to me, it almost seemed like, you know, here's all this fucked up shit I got going on, but I'm going to take the time to watch this stream over and over like it's fucking CSI and write down second markers and... <laughs> And snitch this dude out for fucking cheating. You know, hey, look, that dude's cheating. Fuck the styrofoam. You know, just. What also I find funny about all these people, you know, talking about 
the cheating and all and the terrain. These are all the same people that will be across from you at a table and won't say one thing about you, even though they don't like how you're doing something. Like there's plenty of times when I play against somebody and I say like certain rules or like like no, I'm not gonna let you go back to do that because that's you know you're we're already gone. Like you can see in their face like they want to say something. And they don't, but I know that they go to their buddies and go ahead and talk shit, but they don't go ahead and say it to your face. Yeah, so I, they do. So it's the same people that are on, on the internet bitching about this is the same people that won't say anything if they were there across the table. Well, that's, you know, and they're somewhat safe by the, the you know, the anonymous, and I can't talk tonight. Anonymous. anonymous the internet. Yeah, the, the nature of the internet. So it's just, uh, they're a screen name and... And they probably have some fucking avatar that's not them. It's probably a picture of some fucking anime they jerk off to, you know. So they're <laughs> they're free to post whatever the fuck they want to post on the internet and be a tough guy because no one's going to track them down. So it's uh, that's 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 what it is. So. The, the, those those fucking laugh avatars really fucking grind my. Kids. I'm laughing because it is true. <laughs> it's like it's some fucking big eyed Sailor Moon picture, you know. Big dice three sixteen or some shit like that, you know, talking shit and that's like, dude, Facebook, you're probably that's my Facebook picture. It's a picture of me and my wife having wine, so I can be <laughs> as tough as I want to be. Yeah, <laughs> I think Ray is Ray is actually on his too. So yeah, yeah, I'm on mine. It's my me and my daughter. Yeah. So so when we say butthole jokes, it's you know you and your daughter and me and my wife hanging out having drinks. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you guys know the type. You know what I'm talking about. Yo, exactly. Like that's, Exactly. That's the majority of these fuckers out doing that kind of bullshit. We live in California, and Andy's partially one. He's on <laughs> that side. <laughs> Don't lump me in with those pack of fags, man. Don't do that to me. You know? <laughs> I'm a social justice warrior, though, but I've got skills. Okay, so don't 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 lump me in with those guys. Birkenstock wearing patchouli smelling motherfucker. Don't get me. Oh, I hate patchouli, and I don't like. I wear Birkenstocks. Socks with sandals. Come on, get a life, bro. All right, fix your shit. All right, don't wear a fedora. No one wants to see you in that tank top and your stupid vape. Okay, you're a douche. All right, you're not social justicing anything. You're just a douchebag. So get your shit together. But, <laughs> um. Yeah. Next bullet point. Yeah, next. Andy, <laughs> get the next bullet point. You're you're rambling here, but um, hey, I kind of I kind of like this because I'm not responsible for this podcast, so like I can derail the fuck out of this thing, man. Please derail as much as you like. Is, I mean, that's half the it show. It doesn't matter. We've <laughs> said it in a podcast way before. This isn't your typical like. We're going to talk about topics. We're going to talk about topics. Topics. And yeah. For the right, if someone gives you one stars, like it's still. Uh, increases your fucking your visibility in iTunes because oh, it doesn't sure. matter if it's a star or five to a star. It's a uh, that's it's why still... we told that one guy thank you. Or at least I did. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> yeah, some guy gave us a one star rating because we uh um what was it we we defended or Ray defended Tony Grappando after the whole thing happened. And he gave us a one-star rating on Facebook and says, Only guys who defend Tony on the internet don't listen. He said, Hey, thanks for listening, bro. <laughs> oh my god but, he's, he's, that's the guy probably writing yelp reviews too so yeah yeah but professionally uh, yeah but the last question for the london gt thing is there's a lot of talk about driving us towards this esports style mania and i've got my thoughts on it and honestly i don't think we're ever going to get there i i don't think our our game lends itself to being streamed over the internet to having thousands of eyeballs or millions of eyeballs watching. I just don't think the timing of it is, is there. 
I don't think we have the personalities. I mean, you, you've seen the guys who sit at these tables. Some of them are total nerds, you know, and you wouldn't talk to this person any other day of the week, except there they are across the table from you. But now, right. Andy, you say that, but have you seen the people that play League of Legends? Or? Well, yeah, I've seen that. They're little, <laughs> little short, like three foot Asian guys. I get that. Um, but I, I just don't but, think our game with the timing of it really lends itself to, um, the competitive esports environment are, are driving ourselves towards potentially being an esports style thing. Is that kind of ruining the game? I, uh, I, I don't know if it'll ruin the game. I just don't know if that's an achievable goal. You know, I just, uh, I think esports is a little different. You know, it's, there, there's some visual presentation that we're just not capable of. You know, you can actually show a fucking game being played into the high level of detail. And it's like you talked about without a fucking production crew, you're not getting that out of a Warhammer game. And, and it's really a static thing. Unless a guy's moving models, you know, there's, there's nothing action wise hand. You know, there's no sound effects. There's no, there's no anything. There's no cut screens. It's just, you know, like you said, some fucking dudes pushing models across the table. That's not dynamic unless you, you have commentary, you have personalities, you have people explaining what's going on. And we're definitely not there. Especially like, um, like you say a production team, but I think it's a production team and an editing team. Like this game is not interesting. Like if you watch the mini wargaming guys, right? That stuff's fun to watch. Like I wake up and eat a bowl of cereal watching some of their yeah, stuff. They, Cause it's it fun. Is. They, they put together good production value shit. They bring some of the dumbest lists you've ever seen in your life, but oh yeah, it's, it's some fun shit to watch. And they, and well, they do have I some mean, guys. It is in Canada. Powers. So, I mean, it's not, you're not going to really get anything from there. So. <laughs> <laughs> some, some soft beer and some poutine <laughs> and free. Oh, shit. But other than that, but other than that, no, no hardcore 40 K. Yeah. But I mean, like that doesn't, that's not like they record it and then they put it out the next day. There's some editing that goes along with that. Like I'm maybe there could be like an actual show, maybe like maybe like an hour show that goes over the streams, but they're edited versions out the way and there's yeah. production time and there's announcers and there's stats like it could possibly be something. But no, I no way I think it would ever be to the esports where like you watch a game live and there's like thousands of people cheering and fucking clapping those little fucking blow up things like that. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I've been yeah, to those I think, things. I've been. I, I've been, I go to take my kids there all the time. I go to live League of Legends events, and it's fun as hell. I just don't see that happening for a forty k game. God, you're a fucking nerd. I'm a total what nerd. The, I'm a nerd in many languages, man. Hey, real quick, what the fuck is League of Legends? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you're oh, so man. old, man. You're, you're old, so dude. Old. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> it's a video game. It's a video okay. Game. Thank you. It's right. a video game. So. About to Google some shit here. Yeah, Google it. It's it's a, it's fun to play, um, and uh, it's got a good esports following. Um, yeah, here's here's my problem. I uh, if I start a video game or get into a video game, like I get lost to the world, and a bunch of other shit falls behind. So yeah, I have to stay away from it. So yeah. like 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 strippers and cocaine, man. I just can't yeah. can't be around the shit. So <laughs> well, that's why Ray Ray has to send up all his models to cocaine. somebody else because he's so busy playing PUBG all the time he doesn't have time to paint his models <laughs> oh, it's shit. That and i'm lazy and you're lazy okay and you're lazy hey uh, thanks for the the maximum effort shout out in one of your last shows though it's pretty awesome what was that 
you were talking with Jason Horn about the um, the hobby track. And uh, you said, you know, guys putting an effort, like the maximum effort. I said, oh, here's oh, yeah. my line. <laughs> Man, I've noticed that. See, we both, I think the we problem all do is it, yeah. listen to you guys and you fuckers listen to me because you guys adapted Side Chick, bitch. Oh, like it's... Side Chick was mine. I was the only motherfucker in 40K using Side Chick. <laughs> and uh, now I got you guys using it too. Man, so. I've been saying that since fucking fifth grade. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Your side chick in the fifth grade was your left hand, you little bitch. <laughs> hey, it was still a side chick. Whatever. Can't yeah, deny it. Like some Vienna sausages holding a fucking half corn dog. <laughs> uh, got me hungry. Yeah, I think Ray and I are going to have to record drunk when he's here at the GT. So uh, It's down. You guys got to do it. Yeah, well, I I actually, I, you have to, I would actually have to lose, so it would have to be on the last day. <laughs> all right <coughs> sorry god i talk so much shit i'm gonna fucking lose like every fucking game i go there yeah i was i was waiting here to shit because i still threw a scorpius in my list after all that shit you gave me after taking about taking the scorpius yeah i gave and, you this long spiel by the way and yeah fly. didn't even call me back uh, knows, man. What's up, veteran gamers? Andy here. Today, I'm joined by my wife, Tiffany. hey And we're here today to talk to you about... Talk to you. Talk to you. You want to touch me? Yeah, I do want to touch you. We're here to talk to you today about Sky High Comics. Everyone knows that Andy likes to shop at Sky High Comics for 40K. But my wife, Tiffany, she likes shopping there, too. What do you like to shop there for? Um, I go there for comic books. And I also shop there for Warhammer products. I get my AOS there. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You know, Sky High Comics is a veteran-owned and operated business right there in North County, San Diego. Now, Veteran Gamer, we like to support our local gaming stores. We like to support veterans because, of course, it's the Veteran Gamer. And we like to support cool dudes like Raul. What do you think about Raul, baby? Raul's pretty cool. Raul's a pretty cool guy. He's very knowledgeable about the products that he carries. He carries... Oh, Pokemon. I forgot about Pokemon. He carries Pokemon cards and deck boxes and magic and he's really passionate about the stuff that he has there and yeah that's what i'm talking about so if you're a nerd if you're a neckbeard you want to get your game on you want to get your nerd on check out sky high comics in north county san diego you can check them out online at skyhighcomics.com so then ladies back to the show Midwest Conquest? Midwest Conquest. So, Ben, yes. we just finished up the Midwest Conquest. And, uh, you know, I wasn't there, but there was some surprising shit that happened there. Man, there was some strange lists. Like, uh, guys had their army sit out, walking around like I was looking at that. I was like, how the fuck is that going to win? You know, and then some guys started winning with that shit. And I was like, god dang. And uh, Matt Root, uh, he brought a, uh, a Gene Stiller cult list, a detachment of uh, Astro Militarium, uh, some Gene Stiller cult. Bulgrins, oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember thinking, like, man, I could see how you could score points with that list, but it, I don't see how it's going to do. And I watched him play some games against some lists, and I was like, Jesus Christ, man. And, you know, he's really an example of what a guy can do if he knows his tools. And uh, I was quite surprised by it. He played one of our guys as Alex, and uh, Alex had been wreck- wrecking face with some, you know, Eldari bullshit. And, uh, you know, him and him and out. Al- oh, speaking of good gamers, having some motherfucking integrity, that dude. Uh, you know, I don't know him very well. I've seen him at a few different tournaments. Uh, he's kind of a dynamic guy. He's got a good sense of humor. He's fun to talk to. And, uh, 
he played our guy Alex, and uh, I came by because I was done with my game, and I was checking on Alex to see how he did. He did because Alex was, I think, three and zero when he went in to play Matt. And uh, I asked Alex, I said, "Well, how'd the game go?" He goes, "Man, I didn't pull it off." He goes, "I lost by one point." Da, 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 da. And Matt was sitting over there, like going through his list, writing shit down on the objectives, and I could see like he was thinking. He was kind of doing like an after actions review at the table, and uh, going through his game. And uh, I went and did some other bullshit and like drank a beer and come back. And uh, Alex is like, man, I got a draw. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? And he goes, Matt went through because he thought something wasn't right for the game. And I guess Matt went through and found where they didn't score something right and went and changed his win to a draw. Like that dude, you know, if Alex would have just walked away from the fucking table and been done with it, Matt could have walked away with a win. Wow. And, uh, and he went and went back through it and gave himself a draw because they scored something. And that's a that's a top level guy. Like that guy's won, you know, a ton of shit. He's towards the top of the ITC. And uh, you know, he had enough integrity that when he went back through the score, he realized they'd done something wrong and changed it from a win to a draw for himself. And uh, I was fucking floored, man. And I wish we had more moments like that. I wish he had more shit like that go on and and more guys out there that were willing to you know that yeah, I like being at the top, but I like being at the top in the right way, and uh, and, that, and that really impressed me, and it, it spoke volumes to his character, in my opinion. Why can't we get that shit on stream? I, I wish, <laughs> I wish, man. But uh, he, you know, like I said, he ran a list. I didn't know if it was, you know, how it was going to work, and he seemed to be doing well. And it was crazy, fucking Necrons with Tesseract volts, man. Like those things, that I think are uh, are are way undercosted, and. Uh, we saw we saw a bunch of Tau list at the top. We saw a bunch of Necron list at the top, and that was kind of surprising to me, you know. Post post FAQ, so there's a lot of Thousand Sun spam. I think everybody's gonna start running because uh, you know the Brotherhood of Psychers might spam and uh, yep, and it, it was on you know any a lot of armies that had access to it, it was there, and uh, it, you know the meta really surprised me what I saw ran. I, I was I was figuring gun lines were gonna be supreme. And uh, guys were going to be at the top, you know, with the with the old Astro Militarum uh, leaf floor list and the and the parking lots. And it wasn't, you know, it was it was Necron and Tau mowing shit down and, you know, a couple other guys with different shit doing some some off the wall stuff. And I think some of it might be because of the Renegade missions, uh, you know, favor that sort of thing. Yeah, that's but, what I wanted to ask you. What what missions uh, did you guys have there at the mid- Midwest? Yeah, we ran we were in Renegade. Have you guys ever looked at the Renegade missions? I've seen them, but I there's I have it's, no drive to it, practice them because we don't play them. Yeah, I, uh, you know the the guys that run the Renegade Open are great dudes, and they they it's great for what they do. I don't know if it's my favorite way to play. Uh, you basically have a series of primary missions that you get handed at the start of the day. You know, one of them's like an objective grab. One of them's like a supply grab. Another one's like assassination where you pick like specific units you want to kill by the end of the game as your primary, you know, and another one's like uh, kill points. And so like you can go into a game, you sit at the table and you have these set of cards, you have a set of missions for the day and you can only use that primary once during the day. So you want to make sure that like you're picking the best primary for that game that you're playing without fucking the rest of your day because you might need that primary for another sort of army if you run into it. So there's a little bit of like trying to figure out what you might be playing next or what you might still run into. And if you use this, this game, you know, will you be wasting it for later? So it it adds like a different element in that regard, you know, and then there's secondaries that you pick every turn. Uh, So there's, there's 10 secondaries. Every game's designed to be five turns. 
and you pick two secondaries every turn and see if you can get them, and they're scored at the start of your next turn. So, like, say you pick a, a hold objective number two, and you sit a whole bunch of shit on objective number two, and, you know, that shit still needs to be on objective number two at the start of your next turn for you to score it on the previous turn. So, you know, it's it's... The thing about it to me is there's so much bookkeeping with it. Like, you have to stop between every turn and kind of have a conversation with your opponent of, you know, okay, I scored this, I scored this, I got this, I got this, I got this, you know, and then they're looking at their list doing the same thing. So you're, you know, there's basically like a, a little intermission between each turn because you're trying to figure out what the fuck you guys scored. And uh, so it's uh, it's pretty intense as far as like paying attention to that stuff. But uh, it just it seems like a lot of fucking work, and I'm I'm I mean, I'm You're not fucking like work. Ray said, yeah. <laughs> did they like, did they did they give uh, you more time? They did. We had three hour rounds, uh, you know. And the thing about the three hour rounds and all that bookkeeping, I was still getting my games done reasonably well. Uh, you guys saw my list. I had a bunch of fucking cultists, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of fucking blood letters, you know. So I had a bunch of infantry models. I was moving around the board. You know, I had like 14 fucking drops. So, you know, and I was still getting my games done with like 45 minutes. Almost a couple games I finished, I think, with an hour left. I was getting them done like two hours, two, two hours. You still had minutes. your bullshit ass fucking Scorpius. I had my bullshit ass fucking Scorpius. Hey, you know that motherfucker only got killed in one game. And uh, yeah, you know why it only got killed one game? Because no nobody cares about it. Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. You know how many wounds that thing stripped off of stuff? So I would tuck it in the back with a bunch of cultists around it, and it just was like just fucking tuck it back and run away like a bitch. Yeah, yeah, nah, not necessarily. I like to do the whole fucking Silence of the Lambs thing, where you just tuck and take a look in the mirror. You know, <laughs> you <laughs> tell myself me. that I'd I'd fuck me. I'd would you fuck them? Yeah. Now, the the winners. List hey, was, Ray, does that make you excited to stay at my house when you're here? Would would you that you have a mirror that I can tuck myself and look okay. at it? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> it's a long mirror, right? Ah, uh, not really. I'm like five eight, so it well, you be... said you said panoramic pictures. I thought it would be a long mirror. <laughs> I'm not that fancy with the dick pics, brother. That was a joke. <laughs> I got dude. I got to take pictures of my dick from like the MySpace fat girl angle, so it looked, like it looks longer. Than it really is. You got to find the, your the location on the fucking. <laughs> it's got to be top Google down. Maps. Right. I found myself on Google Does Maps. Stick past your here. guts. You can still do that, or what? I mean. Yeah, it's still it's still there. I just, uh, dude, I'm one of the unfortunate people that gets fat all over. Like, I don't have that bowling ball gut. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh so the winner, uh, Tao. Unfortunately, you for some reason you assholes let Tao win. Yeah, uh, dude. Then they have some firepower, man. And if they, now, I looked at it, uh, looked at it some more because you know we have some Tao guys over here, right? And uh, I just. Like at first I didn't see it, but then I do now. It's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of shots for one, right? Um, there's there's a lot of minus the hits, yeah. And you can't really focus the riptides until you get all those drones out, right? And the drones are deceptively hard to kill because they have the final pain and the four pinballs. Um, and then we have two of our guys are towel players, and so I got a lot of games against those going into this and. And you're you're absolutely hitting on the key so far. Yeah, and like even if you focus the Riptide, he takes all the small arms fire on two plus saves, three plus saves, it's negative one ren. And then you get that last cannon, it's like, oh, drone. And then he right. saves the one mortal wound, it's still fucking there. Like I get it. It's it's still pretty good. Now, 
I don't know if maybe, you know, hammerheads might have been better because they hit on threes instead of fours. I mean, yeah, if you get uh, one of our guys, if you look at Matt's list, um, Matt Neely, that's on our podcast, uh, he ran a shit ton of hammerheads. And the problem with the hammerheads is they take up such a big footprint. They're easy to get into and it's hard to screen them. So that was one of the problems he had. Whereas one of our other guys took some, uh, oh, what's their fucking suits that have the rail guns on them? Uh, uh, broadsides. Broadsides. He took some broadsides. Uh, you know, of course, he had the riptide. And uh, he was able to use a lot of, uh, you know, fire warrior spam and uh, and drones to keep shit out of his lines a little bit easier than Matt was. So Now, with, with Tal Winner, I also want to ask you, like, how was the terrain there? Like, well, on a scale of London GT to LVO, <laughs> where, where was this at? I think there were some pretty good tables. Uh, some tables I was kind of like, eh. But uh, I, some of the tables they went for theme. And uh, I probably, I, if I, it was nowhere near London GT. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure it was on the level of the, some of the stuff I've seen at LVO. But uh, it was good terrain. Like there was line of sight blocking shit on the table. There was buildings that, you know, they, they played the first floor ITC blocking. And so, you know, you were able to hide infantry or get infantry to where they can't just be shot the fuck off the board other than direct fire. And, uh, you know, the, the, the train, as far as the tournament on that, you know, with that many people, it wasn't an issue. There was some pretty good terrain. I didn't hear anybody complain about it or say anything about it. And uh, I, was, I was pretty pleased with it. It, was, it wasn't a problem there at all. That, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. I mean, London GT rating is a pretty low, low hit. So yeah, so that, it, that they weren't there putting shoes on tables. Well, and I don't know how you guys do it out there, but like here in the Midwest, what happens is most of us TOs get together like uh, and, and we'll take terrain to other tournaments. So, you know, like if, if we're going up to Kansas City, we'll take enough terrain for three or four tables. You know, when they come down here, they take enough terrain for three or four tables. And, and like when we go to Oklahoma, we take mats and terrain and vice versa. So uh, most of us out here, we all have, you know, our TO groups that we get together and we're like, hey, I got this many tables. Can I get you guys to commit to do this many tables? And uh, most guys that bring terrain are TOs themselves. So you wind up with some pretty decent tables at these things because all of us are helping each other get good terrain on the tables to, to have the event. Like we... We took some of the shit up that we're going to be using in RGT to set up on a few tables. And uh, I know a couple of the other guys did, like some of the guys from Renegade up in Minnesota brought it down. So it uh, it usually works out pretty well that way because we're all close enough. We can just throw it in a car and fucking drive with it. So and the the that's definitely cool. We do that here, like real like stores that are close. But uh, we have we we're kind of spoiled here for uh, for stores. I don't know if you would say the same, Andy, but. Once you get so far, we don't share train, but the ones that are real close, we usually do. Well, the area Except, we're in, the San Diego metropolitan area, I guess you would say we're kind of fit within. You you can throw a rock and hit a game store. I mean, there's so many, um, and there's 40K being playing all the time, and we're relatively close to one another. You know, I lived out in Kansas for a while, and you have to drive you know, an hour between towns. Sometimes I lived in, um, you know, like Manhattan. If you wanted to get to, you know, Salina, for instance, it was a 45 minute hour long drive. It's an right. hour and a half long drive to Lawrence. Um, it's a 45 minute drive to Salem or not Salem, um, Topeka, you know, um, where here it's, you know, there's probably a game store every 45 minutes. You know? That's awesome. <clears throat> so the community is huge. There's so many, and especially in San Diego, I know of at least four game stores where I could probably go any night of the week and catch a game. So, I mean, there's so much terrain and, you know, I've got 
a table or two worth of terrain and I've lent it to the stores and, um, you know, we're, we're, you know, lucky enough to have frontline gaming kind of on our, our back step or, you know, in our, in our backyard. And they've been able to help donate some terrain when Alex opened up his store for his opening game tournament. So we have that, you know, we have a community here that really helps. I'm glad to see you have that in the Midwest. I've heard you guys talk about it too, where you guys chit chat back and forth. And, you know, with, unless you have a community like that, you can't put on events like this. Right. And that's, you know, and maybe they don't have that there. You know, a lot of, it seems like the, the European model is a lot different than ours. You know, they, they don't have these independent stores. You know, a lot of guys buy their shit at GW stores and then go play at a game club where they rent space, you know? Right. And so they just might not have had the resources, but you know, my thing is like, where's your win point? You know, we're TOs. If, if Ray, if you were running a tournament that was a 50 man event one year and you thought it was going to be like a 300 man event next year, you know, when do you pump the brakes and go, hey, you know, we might need to back off and not go full retard on this. You know, it just that would have been my thought going from 100 to a 400, you know, person tournament. You need you need other people. You know, it's I could see doubling. I could see maybe even going above doubling. But that's just piss poor management of your resources and your time. If, if you're still pumping out styrofoam bricks from you know VCR boxes or whatever the next day, it just, <laughs> you know, you need to. You need to you need to plan better than that. You know you need to make sure that you're you've got your shit coordinated. You've got what you need to get. It's just uh, I I really don't think there's an excuse for that other than just saying hey I it was piss poor planning. I'm sorry. That's what really should have been said about it. But well, you know I think I heard the guy talk about it on the um, Allies of Convenience podcast where he said you know maybe there was a little bit of hubris involved. Like we wanted to get we were told we could be the LVO of Europe. Right. <laughs> you know. The frontline gaming, they have a whole, um, like a whole business revolved around the business of putting on ITC events. This is just a guy, you know, and he, he rented out a soccer stadium, just a dude, just some random guy rented out a soccer stadium. It's like, as if like, you know, Duncan decided one day to just go rent out, you know, um, Arrowhead Stadium and put it on right. a 40K tournament. Like, <laughs> that's a retarded idea. Like, the, the 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 goofballness of that is just you know when I put it that way it sounds stupid but you know it's it's a it's an apt idea. Well, this well, but like this tournament we have the you know the the Flying Monkey Con next month, you know our our forty k events sold out. Our, our agency Mar events getting close to being a, a major. We're three away. We have a sold out uh, Horse Heresy event that's a narrative event. We've got a full Kings of War tournament going on. There's an X Wing fucking tournament going on. You know, and there's three of us doing this. You know, it's probably all together 200 some folks. And like, it's a little bit overwhelming for us at time. You know, we have to really sit down, stop, make sure. And we've been planning this a year. You know, we're, there's nothing we want to be able to do at the last minute. So we have to do it at the last minute. We're just going to fuck it up and it's going to be minimal effort. And, right. And, and all that's going to do is just leave people mad, not want to come back to our tournament next year. So I just, I just don't know where that mindset comes into play or how you can't think ahead because. You know, these people are paying you money and, and it's recreational dollars, too. And people get really picky about that money. So it's uh, it blows my mind. And I don't know if we we'll ever know the whole story, the reason or the explanation behind it. I just don't think there was a lot of logic and planning put into it that should have been. Well, he even said that he thinks he, you know, it's just too much too fast. You know, I think we've got into it. You know, you've got the Flying Monkey Con coming up. I think it's a good segue. You know, um, you've got 200 total. This is for a whole convention. This is 40K. Um, 30k narrative, 40k, 
um, Age of Sigmar, X-Wing. Um, you've got the whole shebang, and you're talking 200 and some. It was 400 people. Yeah, and I'm, one I'm, event. I'm guesstimating. I think we're over more than that. We're probably closer to 250, but I was just, you know, we're about half of that. And, like, there's right. three of us doing it overwhelmed. So it's, yeah, I'm sure. It's um, so, of course, you sold out your 40K event. You're pretty close to being a major for your AOS. Um, right. So you're what, three away, you said? Four away from the AOS being a major? Three away. Three away. Okay, so there's got to be three neckbirds out there who don't have a, a girlfriend who can buy Correct. some Age of Sigmar and go play. And I've got 20, definitely three. I've, I've got 20, 20 years of Warhammer models at home. I'm thinking of just grabbing guys at the local shop and being like, hey, motherfucker, want to play in this tournament? <laughs> and just <laughs> well, take this army. You know, go have fun. Go so. make it a major. Make someone else happy. <laughs> They'll win and get lots of points. Yeah. I just, uh, we're excited, you know, last year, and, and honestly, talking about growth, last year, the same tournament, we didn't run it last year. Another one of the local guys ran it last year. And uh, I was in charge of the Age of Sigmar event. And we were just doing a skirmish event because the Age of Sigmar scene was dead. And uh, we sold, like, you know, we had, like, one guy that bought a ticket, hoping more would show up that day and maybe run a quick skirmish event and send everybody home, just saying we had Age of Sigmar. And uh, we went from having, you know, one guy sign up for Age of Sigmar to being a major this year. But it's taken a year of us doing the planning, a year of us doing the hustling, hitting up guys in other states, you know, going to tournaments in other states, networking with those folks, saying, hey, come up to our tournament. And uh, we took it from, you know, one guy signing up for H Sigmar to being a major. And it's it's constant work. You can't do that shit. And just like it's not that whole, you know, you build it, they'll come type of deal. Like you have to do it right. You have to work at it. You have to have some dedicated time and effort to make it right. It's like you talk about maximum effort, man. You have to have maximum effort if you want to do it. Yeah, talk to me about the the planning for this because you know every time I listen to you guys show, you guys are doing your um, you know your hobby progress, right? And Duncan's like, oh, I painted some terrain. You guys give him a bunch of shit, but I've been hearing I've been painting terrain for a year. Yep, you know we have, uh, well, we did. We sat down last like July, and like this was how many tables we're gonna have. Okay, how can we get the terrain for these tables? How many mats do we need? And like we, you know, between us, I've won some mats at tournaments uh, for different things. Like I, I've placed in either like painting competitions or best paint or not best, but like best. I won best sportsman one. And so like I have like three sets of, of table train myself. We have other guys that have won shit at tournaments that are local guys that, you know, are going to sponsor tables. And so like we started from fucking a year ago going like we want this many at our event. This is how many we predict. This is how many tables we're going to ran run. We, we put a floor plan together. When we had the floor plan together, we started figuring out the amount of tables we were going to need in that space. And we started like just lining out terrain. You know, okay, we've got this many tables done. And then we got guys that do laser cutting and they build. And Matt's, Matt's one of them. There's a place here in town where you can go and do like laser cutting for free. All you have to do is like go through the course, sign up and go. And uh, these fuckers have went just crazy like building terrain and just laser cutting themselves. And so, like every week, yeah, I might be, I might be coming back with some Eldar terrain that you might be missing. <laughs> yeah, hey, talk seriously, talk to Matt, man. Uh, Matt's uh, got some pretty neat Eldar shit he put together. Well, you know, so like we wanted to do some theme tables because last year we had good line of sight blocking terrain. We had a lot of terrain around, but one of the complaints about people that came to the GT last year was that they, you know, the terrain didn't seem like it was really cool or spectacular. Every table was about the same. And so, like, we wanted to avoid that this year. So, like, we started planning from terrain last year. And, and I guess that's what gets me about how 
these motherfuckers knew they had a 400 man event and like they're spray painting styrofoam the, the night before, you know, like we're, we're not in that boat, you know, we're, we're building the train. We've got this many tables figured out. We've got mats figured out. We've got people sponsoring tables figured out. And, uh, you know, and it's not going to, I doubt it will be on an LVO level, but there'll be some pretty neat fucking tables there. So we, I don't think it would be that way if we started like two months ago trying to get shit together. Like we'd be way behind the eight ball and the tables would look like shit. So nah, you'd be behind Walmart looking for all the styrofoam for fucking TVs <laughs> and cereals. Yeah. You don't want to go behind the Walmart here, man. You just fucking bitches got no teeth. Hobos fucking. It's just a, uh, are we talking about gummings again? All right. It's <laughs> called a Tuesday night here. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. Well, we you know, we've talked about that in our show that the number one complaint when you go to any of these events is terrain. We got to right. have the terrain. You know, it's it's the thing that everyone complains about and the thing no one wants to touch or no one wants to do. So, you know, you got to get to that. It's the one thing everyone's going to complain about. And actually, Ray and I have talked about and I've told you, Bam, that we've been looking into possibly at some point doing our own GT. And the first thing Ray said is how we can get 40 tables of terrain done. Right. It's the first thing he said. And that's accurate. That's that's really where your mind should be. You know, it's you're the you're the man presenting this to everybody and, and you want to convince everybody that your shit's worth coming to. And and where else are you going to demonstrate that and show it? You know, you can put together all the cool graphics, the the most baller ass fucking website ever. You know, you can have these neat things you're putting online. But at the end of the day, what's going to represent your table, your tournament when people walk in the door? The terrain. It's going to be the train and the tables. Like, that's what's going to be the impression of your tournament is if they walk in and they see just fucking shit garbage tables, they're like, what the fuck did I pay for? You know, it's the same reason that painting is important at events. Right. You not, know, no- yeah, you say painting. Like, it's also very important for terrain to be on point if you're going to be an event, especially a GT and a major, to require your uh, uh, participants to have painted armies. Right. Like, how are you going to require people to have painted armies, but yet your terrain looks like shit? Or not painted. Right. It's like you, you want a three-color minimum. You know, okay, we'll go three-color minimum those fucking styrofoam blocks, you motherfucker. So <laughs> that's... <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I it's have just... a bullet point here that says pimp out your event. I don't know where that came from. Ray? Hey, I just fucking hit enter put bullet points. So it looked like I did <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't. I, I noticed you made the the. I mean, you made it look all uniform. That's great, Ray. Thank you for your 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 addition to the the show notes. Hey, that that's the Marine Corps in me. All right. Yeah. But okay. What is, pimp out your event, Ray. Tell me about that. You had it written down, fucker. I don't know. <laughs> oh, did I? I'm drunk at this yes. point. I forget. Fuck I it. I think you want hey, to pimp out we, his own event. I've pimped it out. I think a little bit. Yeah, what do you? What are you drinking Okay, okay. I've heard you talk about how um, you've got these swag bags you're working on. You want people walk away from something feeling good. Like, what are some things that attendees can look forward to? I mean, other than meeting a real life hobbit, like, (laughs) what are some things that the attendees can look forward to? All right. So, like, we we've got uh, door. We have different levels of swag bags. So, like, if you bought tickets sooner, like, you get more shit in your swag bag. You know, there's there's gift certificates there's dice there's other stuff we had going on i'm making i got a few different projects i'm still working on and i I got ray a shirt because i'm not walking that motherfucker walk around without a shirt on all weekend so uh, 
You're gonna I was only bringing he's one gonna, shirt. He's too. gonna walk around with the ugliest looking feet all around your tournament wearing the like flip flops. It's gonna be it's, it's gross. I can't remember yeah. where he threatened that, but he said we better have a fucking shirt. So I'm getting like a goblin, <laughs> a fucking medium that he can see his fucking nipples through it, but he's gonna have a shirt. So, uh, but like we're I'm making for instance, and uh, this isn't my original idea. I ripped this off from somebody else. But you know the tournaments where they hand out purity steals. Yeah, uh, I'm it's a, doing. It's not a tournament. I don't think it's one dude that does it. Well, but I, I do you, you guys know I'm an artist. I, do, I actually I'm a professional artist. I get paid to do graphic work all the time. I'm a sculptor. I can airbrush. I, I do murals. But uh, I sculpted, and I'm calling them impurity seals. Uh, they have how's a that, how's that hair up there? <laughs> it's uh, but they have actual. It's a fucking flying monkey that I sculpted into an imper- uh, uh, a seal. It's not a you know the typical skull seal. It's uh, I actually sculpted a flying monkey impurity seal, and uh, I got one of the guys that runs a local shop. He does Latin, so he's going to go through on all these seals and put Latin sayings on them for different shit. So, like, you can come to the table. You know how many how many tournaments you went to? You walked away without jack shit. Like, you can take you know I lose a lot, so all of them, yeah, <laughs> right. But <laughs> if you could have went to a tournament and you could have gotten you know like say. You know, there was there was one for if you beat if you beat a guy and you and you accomplish this during the game, you can come win the seal and like all your opponent has to sign off of it and you can go up there and get you something to go home. You know, so we're trying to do shit like that. where like guys aren't going to walk out of there empty handed. You know, it doesn't matter if you're the shittiest player in the tournament or you're the best player in the tournament. Everybody's going to leave feeling like they walked away with something for their money. You know, and that's that's one of the you know. So there's 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 dice being put in swag bags. There's there's door prizes. Uh, there's there's impurity seals that you can win. You could have a fucking zero and six record and maybe go home with like four impurity seals. You know, strapped to your fucking army bag. There you and go, Andy. So yeah. you know that's, <laughs> but but right. things like that make people you know and th- and like I went to a tournament where they handed them out for stuff. And you saw guys walking around with them fucking pinned to their shirts, you know, five, six uh, purity seals all day. And uh, it's just a good talking point. It's it's something to talk shit about and everybody have fun. Like we had a rival team at Iron Halo one year. Uh, it was us and the New World Marauders. And like one of the ways that you could win a, a purity seal was to either beat a New World Marauder or beat a Flying Monkey. And all you had to do was go up to the TO and report that you'd beaten one of the two teams, uh, one of their players, and you got a seal. You know, so like guys that were like fucking one in five, you know, we're walking out of there with prizes. And so we're doing some stuff like that. We have a bunch of giveaways. You know, it's we don't want anybody to leave empty handed or have the bad experience. And and I think that's just the way that you build goodwill towards your event, because, you know, people are paying a lot of money and fucking traveling. And you're a shit person if you don't think that they they deserve something to for their time or for their effort to come support you. So you that Ray, you're a shit person. I was, I was already knew that was coming. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I, t- I telegraphed that punch. So yeah. well, that's awesome. It sounds like a good time. I'm, I'm truly bummed. I'm missing it. Um, the wife and I were really looking forward to coming out there, but some adult stuff happened. Some parenting stuff happened and we had to, to miss it this year, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm already making plans for fly monkey con next year. Cool. Cool. Good. It, it's on my so, calendar. Spe- so, uh, I, I think Ray's on the right track though, man. Like the, the first fucking thing out of your mouth, if you want to run to GT, is how are we doing these tables? Because you know it's it's not it's not like how much money can we make doing this? How much you know? How much hype can we get out of it? How popular can we be? You know, oh, let's be the next LVO. It's like, can you even do this at a basic level before you fucking start thinking about that other goofy shit? So that's awesome. 
that's the way to think because we're 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 thinking we're we're actually just looking for a location at this point um see if it's even possible in our area um and that's a, a massive challenge but we're already we're already planning ahead we're already thinking so um be ready for the that's veteran it. gamer gt 2019 be ready for it it's coming i'll be there man i'll be there <laughs> fuck yeah don't get drunk with fucking craft beers and shit yeah, it's gonna be a 40k tournament just gonna be a drunk fest so <laughs> it'll be fun but the, the see like thing. we're we're doing like a warhammer trivia night you know the 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 traditional night joust bullshit so we have stuff outside of the tournament the guys can win too warhammer trivia what yes the fucking gay shit <laughs> listen <laughs> I, I told Bam what the answer to every question already is jesse puller no, just fuck Cody. Pretty much. So. That's the answer to every. If you just say that, you win. Yeah. he's uh, See, that's another thing bleeding over on podcasts. It's on another one now. So he's inter- <laughs> he's internet famous. So well, I posted that thing I saw on Facebook. Like, Everyone's doing a great job except Cody. It's from some <laughs> arena somewhere. He goes, you yeah. guys are really fucking funny. Putting that shit all over the place. He was so <laughs> mad. Yeah. He cracks me up, man. That's that dude. He's one of my favorite people. So that's funny. The the last thing. Speaking of calendars, the last thing. The last bullet point. LVO tickets are on sale June fourth. Uh, yeah, and back yeah. going right. Yes. Uh, speaking of which, Andy, you better get your goddamn ass to LVO because that we're gonna have fucking Duncan's bachelor party there. I've been talking so, about it. Like, yes, I, I know LVO is um, happening, but I'm just going for the bachelor party. I already have my high roller package already purchased today. If I have to strap that motherfucker to a dolly and will him to his table with a fucking puke bucket, I'm going to do it. My my wife's over there on the couch. She's already looking forward to it, too. She wants to drink his pussy ass under the table. She's ready. She's (laughs) training to drink his pussy ass under the table. She was going to drink his pussy or his pussy ass? His pussy ass. She's going to drink his pussy ass under the table. It's not going to take much. <laughs> I'll, I'll give him a, 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 a Zima and a Smirnoff ice. Yeah, yeah just give him a hard hard mics. Lemonade. Jesus Christ, you want to? You I'm gonna I want to get you guys' fucking reaction to this. We had a hobby night, and uh, we uh, we had a hobby night at my place, and everybody was gonna bring drinks and shit like that. And uh, someone brought fucking Bud Light. I'm like, what oh, the fuck Jesus is wrong Christ. with you guys, man? And it's like, what? It's beer. I'm like, oh no, no, it's not. No, it is not. That's fucking like water. water flavor beer. So it's water. Yeah. But See, yeah, those those guys don't drink like that. So. <laughs> Ray, Ray was a Coors Light kind of guy until I showed up and I ruined him. Like I I ruined like piss water for him. He told a story. No, I was a beaner. It was Corona. <laughs> Stop. That's. <laughs> what do you think you're on the Fast and the Furious drinking your Corona? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, but that's just garbage. I'm I'm uh, a beer snob now because of Andy. Yeah, I can't. This is gonna be this is gonna be an old comment, but I, I don't drink beer much anymore because it gives me heartburn. <laughs> well, you're an old man, so I am. So I just well, fucking down the whiskey now. Can't even be friends with Andy anymore. I think that's like a requirement. <laughs> friends with Andy. Oh, I'll, I'll drink some some fine liqueur with that man. So I'll drink. I'll drink down. I got the Jameson. I make a mean yeah. margarita here. Um, Actually, if you ever get your ass out here, I'm gonna go get us some good scotch. I'm down. And, uh, that's what we're gonna. So I'm down. Have some scotch and some cigars tonight. So, well, that if, if if any place is a good enough spot to stop, it's right there for some good scotch. So yep. that has been another edition of the Veteran Gamer Reenlisted. I am, of course, your host Andy, and I'm joined by my best friends Ray, yep. American America, 
40k podcast and my best friend bam what's happening hey go check out the flying monkeys wargaming podcast uh where wargaming was easy to be your mom or ray oh and before i go i have to say what's up patty what's up girl patty's love is for me shut the fuck up (laughs) patty's love is for everybody (laughs) can i just watch watch hey ain't nothing wrong with watching just don't make eye contact (laughs) until next time Drink up, ladies. <laughs> <laughs>